This is Welcome Home Radio from the Fresno Association of Realtors on 940 KYNO. Well, good morning and welcome to Welcome Home Radio. This is John Scordino, your host on our Valley's most informative real estate talk show. This hour is being brought to you by the Fresno Association of Realtors and the over 4,000 members that we have. And on top of that, we have over 1,000 affiliate members, that being insurance agents, uh, lenders, escrow companies, home inspectors, anybody affiliated with the real estate business has an opportunity to join and be part of this organization that looks to help one another, educate one another so that we have a better experience for our clients. And, you know, the goal that we have is to provide our clients and our listeners with the real facts, real stats, and what's really happening in the real estate market so everyone can make an informed decision. And you wouldn't go into a football game without a well-prepared game plan. Well, real estate's no different. You want to have a, a good game plan so that you'll be a winner in the real estate market. Now, to help me with all this today, I have... A couple of guests here in the office. We have Sarah Tafoya of Gold Standard Mortgage. Good morning. Hi, Don. How's it going? Just wonderful. And how uh, how long have you been in the business? Tell our listeners. Uh, I've been with Gold Standard about a little over three years now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But you had an opportunity to learn a little bit about the uh, business from your <laughs> your mother. My mother and. You yourself, Don Scordino. Yeah, yeah, my mom was a lender uh, most of her life. And uh, obviously, I got to see you do your thing as a landlord and a realtor these past few years. Right. All right. And then we also have Damon Jimenez of Optimal Coverage. Good morning. Good morning, Don. Thanks for having me on. Great. And and this is going to be interesting because we don't often have (laughs) life insurance on here. Mm -hmm. But I think life insurance and real estate really do go hand in hand, and we're gonna find out why. Um, And how long have you been in that business? Uh, Almost nine years this year. Okay. Yeah, I got into it when I was pretty young. Yeah, all right. I was gonna say, so you started when you were 10. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) right, yeah, I didn't know what to do with my life, and uh, just, just jumped into it and kind of figured it out from there when I was about 23. Okay. Well, and that's how I got started in real estate. I didn't know what I was going to do with my life. And uh, I still don't, but 48 (laughs) years later, here I am. (laughs) All right. Um, This is going to be interesting now. A lot of times in the beginning of the show, I give market statistics. Mm -hmm. Um, But I don't know how to do statistics on life insurance or even lending. So I'm going to ask both of you a different question but related and that is give us the state of the market of your industry and and maybe we could start off with Damon what's the state of the market in the life insurance industry oh man Uh, in the last couple of years it has really life insurance is funny every 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 disaster every nine ten years life insurance gets very popular Um, it kind of dies out for a little bit and then you start seeing the commercials the advertising on your phone, the nonstop YouTube advertising. And uh, since COVID, little, little, just little after COVID, it really started to explode again. But not only with just protecting your family, your home, 
uh, making sure you're getting covered before, God forbid, something happens to you, uh, you know, makes you start thinking. But also, um, you might see on TikTok, the IULs, the whole cash value thing, uh, those, that gets really popular about every nine to 10 years when the market starts to go up and down. So all different angles, life insurance is, uh, it's, it's always there, but it really explodes here and there. That surprises me that it would be cyclical. I know you said it mm. dies off, but I'm sure that was an intended pun. <laughs> <laughs> you intended to use that pun, but mm -hmm. um, why, why would it be cyclical? Well, I think when you, when you look at what's going on, I mean, life insurance is always there, um, especially funeral, you know, the news at night, there's always the burial, the, the colonial pens and whatnot. But anytime the market or their scares or even even a disaster in a state you will start to see if you follow the the google trends and statistics and numbers and who's running commercials they really hit those areas hard whether it's independent uh, brokers like myself who mm -hmm. run commercials locally or in other states um or just insurance companies knowing that they can really capitalize you know depend just not off of fear but just being prepared okay and I now I will I can easily understand this when you have a big event like let's say we did at 9/11 yeah. in 2001 mm -hmm. I think everybody start or covid you yeah. know people start thinking about their mortality and it's like oh my gosh if I were to go today mm -hmm. what would my kids do yeah um so yeah all right so that's the state of the market our our rates going up down or stay holding you steady? know i i see people run commercials saying you know get it locked in before the rates go up but the truth is for everyone listening anytime they're like the last couple months it's been i've seen rates drop even from companies that are usually more expensive you know they offer more they have better living benefits they let you tap into certain things but whenever there's the scare fear people want to be prepared the companies aren't stupid. They're going to say, you know what? This is a mad, we're going to try to capture everyone we can. So we're going to drop our rates. And then this company drops their rates. And then this company says, well, we offer uh, chronic illness living benefits now, which we never did because we got to compete with this guy, you know, or we offer uh, um, return a premium for, for homeowners or so you'll see people say, well, you know, the rates are going up there barely, hardly mm -hmm. the smart companies, they're dropping their rates so you can see them. And then maybe they'll go back up a little bit later. And just to clarify, you're talking about our life insurance rates. Life insurance rates. Yes. Not, I know a lot of times when we talk about rates or when our buyers or consumers hear rates, they're thinking the interest rates, which have not gone down lately. No, but no. Life yeah. insurance rates are going <laughs> yeah. down. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. It, and I, I, from my experience, uh, life insurance rates are going up. But, but I think that has something to do with me getting older. Yes. That's yeah, they can go up as soon as you are even on put on a certain medication. It might seem fine, but the insurance carriers, they they watch everything mm -hmm. from I mean, some companies don't even carry in California because we have so many people, accidents, uh stress, just the love, you know, some um New York is also a very tough one. So that's 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 a big one in the industry is is making sure that you get locked in because they can jump up quite wow. a bit. Very careful. interesting. All right, Sarah Tafoya of Gold Standard Mortgage. Give yes, us sir. the state of the market in the lending industry. 
So a whole lot's going on. Um, <laughs> as we know, since COVID, uh, rates dropped to two or three percent. So uh, there was a frenzy. Everyone was buying. Prices were sky high. We saw um, insane appraisal gaps in 2022. We saw ra rates, interest rates, um, rise very quickly. And then they came down a little bit, and now they've gone back up a little bit. So, you know, it's constantly changing. Definitely still um, a ton of buyers out there. A ton of people just want to buy homes, first-time home buyers. They're just trying to make it happen. So don't think that there's not any buyers out there. There's several. There's not enough homes out there. Um, so what I'm seeing a lot right now is a lot of people trying to take advantage of down payment assistance. Um, homes especially in your 300s or 400s are getting tons of offers we're talking 20 or 30 offers um seeing appraisal gaps coming back but not to the extent that they were before seeing more like five or ten grand appraisal gaps however that's not an exact science i mean explain to our things. our listeners mm -hmm. what is an appraisal gap so an appraisal gap is basically um the buyer is offering the seller as part of their offer that if the home does not appraise at the the value that they're offering they will cover that amount so let's say they're offering 500 but the appraisal comes in at 480 and the buyer saying i will i'm offering a twenty thousand dollar appraisal gap meaning they'll cover that twenty thousand dollar difference okay and and so the old saying of oh my gosh the appraiser said it was worth this mm -hmm. so that must be gospel buyers aren't buying into that right now well, some buyers don't want to take that chance, right? Um, buyers are trying to make the most competitive offer they can because it's a very competitive, fierce market. Um, everybody wants a home. So they're trying to make their offer as attractive as possible. Um, and like I said, they're not all going to be 20 grand appraisal gaps. Some are going to be more. Um, my last few, they all had $5,000 appraisal gaps and they won. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it, and I know a year, two years ago, when appraisal gaps kind of entered the industry, five or ten thousand was not even on the table. It had to be a lot more. Correct. Yeah, it, and I'd like to give my take on that appraisal gap. So somebody might say, "Well, why would you ever go against the appraiser?" And that is because a buyer has to buy a home that's available today or tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Looking forward appraisers are told that you have to appraise backwards so give us comps for the last three to six months right um what happened in the past and of course if that sold happened a month ago the transaction actually took place two months ago mm -hmm. so yeah there there is a bit of a disconnect there if a market is moving quickly whether it's up or down Right, and I think right now it's moving extremely quickly up and down. Every week we're, we're hearing different things, we're feeling different ways, and you know, all our appraisers, you know, they're independent contractors too. They're gonna have their own comps, they're gonna see things their way, so you, you just never know. You don't know which way it's gonna go. Mm-hmm. All right, well, thank you, both of you, for your state of the market. We are gonna go to our first commercial break, uh, but when we get back, we're going to learn more about life insurance and how it pertains to a, real, uh, a purchase of a home. And also, we're going to uh, talk about down payment assistance programs. The city of Fresno has one going on right now. The state of California has one that's coming back. 
And we're going to learn more about that. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. And here in the studio this fine Saturday morning, we have Sarah Tafoya of Gold Standard Mortgage and also Damon Jimenez of Optimal Coverage. And you specialize in life insurance. Why? To give us a brief definition of life insurance. Life insurance to me is really just a policy that you get to protect your assets, your loved ones um, from the unforeseen and, you know, everything you work for, you, you just you really it's just to protect it. Um, you know, people get auto insurance, they get their dental insurance, they, t- you know, they even take care of their phone. But a lot of people just over they forget to get life insurance, which actually protects everything. <laughs> yeah. Right. Because if if you happen to pass away, who's going to pay your phone bill? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And then, of course, who's going to pay for the burial? Who's going to and where it comes into real estate, um, one person might be uh, left in a bad spot if all of a sudden they have to pay for the mortgage on their home, uh, plus burial expenses, plus all these unforeseen things without that little bit of help that life insurance can give. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, and, and I'm assuming there's a broad, there's a broad menu of life. It can insurance. be confusing. <laughs> yeah. And that's where a good local agent comes in. And that is, you know, helping you go through that menu, seeing mm-hmm. which one fits your needs the best. Yeah. Give us an overview of that. What, what are the different types of life so, insurance and yeah, who's best fit for each, each of those? Yeah, and that, that's a huge point I was gonna I was gonna hit on because there's really three main types of life insurance. You have your term, which terminates. You know, it's for 10, 15, 20, or 30 years. Um, usually, like you know, a 30 year 30 year mortgage. So you get those when you're young. Five hundred thousand dollars. You know, can either pay off the mortgage or if something were to God forbid happen to you. You know, it can make the payments for a long time. You know, if you have kids or you know uh, spouses and back to work or whatever it might be. Uh, and then you have your whole life. A lot of people are familiar with whole life. That you can, technically, you can only pay it, you can pay it for 10, 20 years if you want to, but it's to, meant to protect you your whole life. Uh, so that one never goes away. It doesn't expire at 50 or 60 or 70. You have that your whole life. Those are more expensive. And then you have your universal, which is kind of like both. Uh, it's kind of like, you can make it a term that lasts a lot longer than 30 years, or you can go to a certain age, um, but they're much cheaper because, well, actually there's a few different types of uni- in, in universal lives, but we won't get into that. But that one's kind of right in the middle. They're real flexible. Um, they have different options that term doesn't do that also whole life doesn't do. So it really depends on when I sit with people, I say, what are your goals? Uh, because most people just think of life insurance as, oh, this is for when I die, it's for my burial. Nobody wants to talk about that. Mm-hmm. but uh depending on where you are in life business owners you know you have a new 500 you know a large debt of five hundred thousand dollars life insurance can i mean it's it's kind of for everybody it's it's really flexible um and really depending and when i talk with people i notice that a lot of people have the wrong type of insurance set up 
or somebody talk them into a permanent coverage, which is great, but it's not enough for what they have now. And then I talked to other people that are saying, well, I'm paying this much, you know, this is really expensive. And I said, well, not only is this not enough, but I would have just went with a term that you can convert later to permanent whole life in your later years if you want. And they don't look at your health because you're locked in and they just go by your age. So a lot of confusion. And, and that's, I usually spend the first 30 minutes in my appointments if I don't know the person, just kind of breaking it down and who, you know, if, if this is for you or maybe this is for you. And, and then it makes a lot more sense because it can be very confusing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I could see where it's important to find an insurance agent that you can talk to and, and that they and, and they'll listen mm-hmm. and um, it's not so easy to do that online is it no that's why you you got to make a lot of videos nowadays ah. <laughs> you got to be on YouTube Instagram even just the very basic questions like we were talking about earlier there's questions that people ask and I go wow I never thought that's so basic I need to make a video on that because it's still confusing Mm-hmm. So you got you got you got to be out there every day, just talking to yourself in front of your phone. I might try that someday. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, so, how often do you recommend that a per? Let's say you have a client that buys an insurance policy from you. Let's say they bought it in 2020. How often should they, you guys be in touch, updating? Uh, my, my software usually sends out an email or a text every year, um, just as a reminder. And, and it's more, if they just want to look over it, have any questions, but usually those are, you know, people's lives change. They might have another kid or they took on some more debt or someone started a business and they say, you know what? I actually need a little more now for me, my partner, or, you know, we have an investment property and, you know, different things like that. So I like to send out emails just little reminders, you know, Hey, has anything changed? Do you have any questions? Um, and usually that leads to, Hey, um, I know someone that got one, they need just an, uh, uh, you know, they need someone to look at it because like I said, it's confusing. Everyone just, you want to make sure you have the right policy. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. So you said term life is the cheapest one to buy, Yes. especially when you're young. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're young, why do you need it? Well, just just pertaining to the real estate, um, usually people are buying a home and you're young. And the last thing you wanna think of after your insurances and down payments and taxes is, oh my gosh, now I need to buy life insurance. But when you're young, it's really important because it's, I mean, f- just a rough quote, a $500,000 policy for 20, 30 years, someone in their mid thirties, pretty healthy. You're talking a dollar a day, maybe a dollar 75 a day, 30, $40 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people think because they talk to their parents, Oh, should I get life insurance? And they ask them, well, how much are you paying? And they go, I'm not paying that much. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's a different age. <laughs> when you start, when you're young, you're locked in at 40, you know, 30 to 50 bucks a month for half a million dollar policy. And they go, wow, that's, actually a lot cheaper than I thought. So when you're young, it is, it's really important before medications, health conditions, surgeries, DUIs, bankruptcies, the underwriters look into all of that. Mm -hmm. So basically the younger you are, the cheaper you're going to get in. 
as opposed yes. to waiting later in life when you do have more health issues or if mm-hmm. you're on a certain medication or whatever, then it's obviously going to be way more expensive. It can. And, and really, and more expensive is maybe $8, $9 difference. Um, per month? Yeah, 8 $9 per month. Um, but smoking, that can double it. And, and, you know, and like I said, it's not just health. Just like with underwriting for loan officers, they want to know how we don't know you. Do you have DUIs? Have you been to jail in the last 10 years? Any bankruptcies? And, you know, how reckless is this person? Because we're going to guarantee you coverage for a half a million dollars. We want to make sure that, you know, you're you are who you say you are. And, you know, you look good on paper (laughs) before we cover you. Yeah. So the young I can see that the younger you are, the life insurance company is willing to say that here we'll we'll put a hundred thousand dollars on the table Mm because we don't think you're gonna die yeah and if you give us this much because you think you might it that's gonna balance out somehow yeah yeah but the later on in life and the more medication that you might be taking Mm -hmm. um that gamble doesn't become so uh easy yes yeah get locked in when you're young yeah um And you know what, a thing that helped me to understand this a few years back is in a business, we ended up having to buy it for business purposes, key person insurance. Mm -hmm. So, and when I wrapped my hands around that concept, it insurance made sense. Uh, The key person in our company at the time was this one individual and yeah, if he went down, we would have been in big trouble. You got to replace that person quick, and you have to have the money to, you know, wh- whatever that person's bringing in. That's a lot of knowledge you just lost in a business. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and if you take that to a home ownership thing, um, let's say a husband and a wife, and let's say the one spouse makes most of the money, mm-hmm. that's the key person as far as paying the mortgage. So yeah. you'd want to make sure you have some coverage there. In the event that person passes on, then the uh, the surviving spouse has the funds to get through the next few years. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, there you have to look at the um, well, especially nowadays. Some people are working two jobs, but they're you know they're getting into these houses, and you know, God forbid, something happens. People usually, when I sit down with people, because I'm also, I also do a lot of financial planning, business coverage, but today we're just leaving it at real estate. But people don't realize, you know, if something, God forbid, were to happen to one of us, we need to have a talk. How much does it cost to run this a month? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, things break down, air conditioning, cars, kids, spouse has to go back to school and go back to work full time, whatever it might be. So I always tell people it's not a fun conversation, but it's good to lay it all out. You got a home, you got to sit down. How much is all this? You know, if God forbid something were to happen to one of us, really got to sit down and say, how much would my spouse need a year? And here's a little tip for people who don't want to get into that conversation. I don't want to think about me dying, Mm -hmm. but think about how proud you are of what you have and what you can pass on to your your family. And that might change your, your outlook on talking about life insurance and it gets a little emotional sometimes when you're at the dinner table and you know especially with husbands mm-hmm. you know because i get it the first time i was ever approached and i was like well we're talking about money and how much do you know but when you think about how much my spouse my, my kids are young and the mortgage is this much schooling is going up uh this is going up but property insurance whatever it might be and you really start going wow 
I could leave a mess if something were to happen to me. And you're talking not tomorrow, over the next 20, 30 years, mm-hmm. you know? And when you really start thinking about it, it, it can get a little emotional, but at the, when you're done with it, you go, okay, I feel better. There's, I actually need more coverage than I thought. You know, someone might own a business and you know, you know, wife might need to buy in or buy out or just walk away. I mean, there's, there's a lot of talk there for, you know, an hour, hour and a half when it comes to, to the financial planning aspect of it. All right. We are going to go to our next commercial break, but when we get back, we're going to be talking about some of the down payment assistance programs that the city and the state are offering. So stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host, where we are taking care of business today. And with that, we have Damon Jimenez of Optimal Coverage, and we just heard a lot about life insurance and how it benefits uh, in the home ownership process. Uh, We're also now going to turn to Sarah Tafoya of Gold Standard Mortgage, and hearing a lot of talk about down payment assistance programs. Mm -hmm. Can you kind of help us get through all the confusion of that? (laughs) Well, okay. So if there's anything I would say that you should know, it's this. Know that there are several options and there's never just one. So there's two down payment assistance programs that have gotten a lot of attention in the media lately. First one a couple months ago was the City of Fresno's MAP program or Mortgage Assistance Program. This next one is California's Dream for All program. That was actually around a few months ago and now it's going to make a comeback. Um, My guess is for about three to five days. (laughs) But um, just know this, there's always one program at a time that's getting a whole lot of hype and attention, but that does not mean that it's the only option. There are several. So never, I guess I want to say, don't get hung up on just one program if you don't qualify for it because there are more than one option always. Tell us about, I've heard of one that seems to always be there, Platinum. Platinum's, actually that one comes and goes. It's it's not one, I think it was around... um, uh, a few years back and more popular that one I actually haven't seen it around lately but that doesn't mean that there's not very comparable programs out there um, I did a presentation on numerous down payment assistance programs about a month ago and I had a list of like 12 all a little bit different but a little similar at the same time so um, it's kind of like when one program mm. it, it may be it may go away for a little bit, a little bit, or that name might go away, but it doesn't mean that there's not another program that's very similar that's out there right now. Mm-hmm. And then there's Chaffa. Calhafa. Calhafa. All right. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Excuse me, I, I mispronounced it. <laughs> well, which is easy to do because now it did used to be Chaffa. Did it? Okay. Yeah. 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 And and a lot of people also say Cal HFA. Um, I always refer to it as CalHAFA, but it's it's the same thing, CalHFA. Okay. Um, and what does that, that program do? So CalHAFA is a down payment assistance program for the state of California that's always there. Um, it's probably the most popular one. There's FHA and conventional options. Um, it does have to be your primary residence. So you do have to have not owned property in the last three years. Um, the reason this 
program is probably the most popular is it will give you money for your down payment and closing costs. It, it's not gonna cover all of your closing costs, but it's probably the program that's gonna give you the most assistance um, as far as you know how much, how much money they're giving you. So um, let's, let's say it's a 5% down payment or if you went FHA, it's three and a half percent. Yes. Another 3% for closing costs. So you're actually getting um, uh, 10 to $15,000 on the purchase of a uh, $300,000 home. I can see where the other programs get more hype because they're giving away a hundred thousand dollars twenty percent down yes um so that would allow you to buy that's not just down payment assistance that's purchase assistance correct yeah these programs so the city of fresno one the map program they're saying that they will give you um up to 100 grand over what you qualify for um, and you can use that for your closing costs as well. So virtually getting a home with no money, but that program has got some serious restrictions on it, especially when it comes to annual income, that's going to unfortunately disqualify a lot of people. But obviously being able to put down a hundred grand is, I mean, that that's taking you, let's say your price range is 250, now you're in 350, that's a whole new ball game. Um, so definitely sounds enticing. And then you got your other one, the California Dream for All, that one's 20% down, which again, you can use for down payment and or closing costs. Um, that one also sounds nice, of course. It's definitely gonna lower your monthly payment, give you a higher price range. But on that one, the what's called the debt to income ratio um, is a little bit stricter and definitely the credit score minimum is gonna be 640 on those. So um, again, there's never just one option, never just one program. Um, I just did a different down payment assistance program just this past week. It was actually for a grant, so it was not a loan, it was a grant for the down payment, and the minimum credit score on that one is 600. So I don't know why that one's not getting all kinds of attention. I think that's pretty awesome. What's that one called? Um, it's through EPM, and so that's that's what I'm referring to it as, EPM. But it's going to give you, like I said, that down payment as a grant. So it's not a second loan. You're not paying it back. So, so a grant does not need to be paid back. Correct. It's, it's giving you money. Correct. So all these other programs, that down payment is in the form of a loan. And it might be a silent loan. That means you're not making monthly payments on it. It might be deferred. Um, like the um, city of Fresno one says that that second loan is deferred for 15 years and then it will be forgivable. But on a grant, a grant just means it's just, it's you're, you're not gonna pay it back or even have it forgiven at all. It's just given to you. Of course, I will say there's no such thing as free money because <laughs> there's just not, that's not the way it works. So I was talking to somebody about this morning, she was interested in that program and she can definitely do it, but that interest rate is going to be higher because they're giving you more money. So, you know, there's there's always pros and cons to each program. The more down payment assistance you get, chances are the higher that interest rate's going to be. All right, so if somebody said, look, I got money in the bank, I, I've got my own money, I just want the lowest interest rate out there. Are down payment assistance programs good for them? I mean, they don't really need it. 
So I would always say first, I mean, when you're always going to present a buyer all of their options, go over the pros and cons with them and they can decide what to do. But in my opinion, if you don't need down payment assistance, don't take it because it is more expensive money. You're going to have a higher interest rate, which means a higher monthly payment and a lower price range because of that interest rate for taking down payment assistance. So if you don't need it, um, I'd personally recommend going straight FHA or straight conventional and having that lower rate. Yeah, I and I like that. If you don't need it, don't take it because it, it, it could be more costly. But the other thing is you usually have to, there's a condition or two or three in there. So you're giving up some of your options. Some of them say you have to live in the home for X amount of years. Correct. It could be three years. It could be 15 years, depending on the program. Yeah. And what if life changes and mm -hmm. all of a sudden you don't, you know, you need to sell it or you had the option of, I'm going to keep it and rent it. Yeah. But, but I mean, there's two sides to every story, right? I mean, on one hand, so I tell people if they're looking at down payment assistance, it's like, could you save that money in six months to a year? Or is this like you want to buy a home tomorrow? Because if you can save it and you can wait, maybe that's the way for you to go. But if you're trying to buy a home right now, then maybe you do take advantage of down payment assistance. And at the same time, um, even if you do have a higher rate, you can go and refinance that six months down the road and lower your rate and your monthly payment. So again, on all sides, there's always two sides to each coin. There's pros and cons. Um, and I look at it that way. And I just, like I said, I, I let the buyers know and let them choose what they think is best for them. In the event that you decide it's a good idea to wait, um, here, here's a good tip for you. If you think you can afford 2,500 a month, but you, and your rent is 1,500 a month, so you think you can move up, and, and that's the case for many people, mm -hmm. open up a special savings account, put it in every month, pay $2,500 to yourself. From that, pay the $1,500 rent, and now you've got $1,000 that you're building up your savings, which one, it's going to make you know that you're comfortable at 2,500. And you might even say, well, gosh, that wasn't so bad at all. Maybe I'll do 3,000. Yeah. But you wouldn't know that unless you started making that 2,500. The other one is it's going to give you a bigger savings account that gives you more options. Yes. And on the flip side of that, I have to say, too, because there's many, many, many buyers in the last few years that have said, oh, I'm just going to wait. or I'm going to wait for prices to drop or I'm going to wait for the market to crash. And so when I when people start talking about waiting, I say, of course, that's an option. But of course, it's all there's no guarantees here. It's all a gamble because you might be waiting and interest rates and prices may very well go up or that home that you really like that's available right now may very well not be available or anything like it or anything even close to it down the road. So again, you have to let buyers know the possibilities of what could happen because there's certainly a lot of people who said they were gonna wait and they're still waiting. And yeah. probably people think it's a sales pitch, but everyone's waiting and Absolutely. now you're gonna get into a, uh, you know, a huge, I mean, everyone's trying to buy the same house. Yes. And now you're gonna get into a bid war so that's why that's where I hear people at the Fresno um, over at FAR. They're, 
They go, it's not a sales pitch. Everyone's waiting. You're going to get into a huge bid war. And now it might not have been worth it to wait. <laughs> yes. And that is such a good point because, I mean, we are in sales and I think it's very easy to not trust someone and feel like they're just mm -hmm. feeding you lines, trying to make sales. Um, and that's why it's super important to trust who you work with and pick your realtors and lenders and insurance agents and everybody um, as people that you trust to be honest with you because, um, yeah, it's easy to feel misled or just feel like, I don't know, they might just be trying to sell me something right now. Yeah, I like the approach of buy real estate and then wait. Mm -hmm. hmm. and, and and you know what? In five years, the market might go down. It, and But then if you keep on waiting 10 years, all of a sudden you say, wow, I did well. Yeah. 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 So, uh, but if you wait to buy real estate, you you might miss the bus. Yeah. And I remember a year ago, as a realtor, I was getting tons of emails, phone calls, text messages from companies that were selling foreclosure data, mm -hmm. saying the crash is coming, the crash is coming. Well, a couple of weeks ago, I checked out our MLS. There were five foreclosures for sale. Mm -hmm. wow. Five yeah. out of the all of Fresno, Madera County. And, and that's not even a normal market. Normally, you would have way more than that. And that's again why you have to have uh, people on your team that you really trust to give you good information because headlines and everything in media can be super deceiving as well. I know I've seen things in the last uh, year or two that's like uh, foreclosures are up. Well, yeah, they might have gone up from we had four foreclosures to now we have five foreclosures. But that certainly sounds... It's a 20% increase. <laughs> That's gigantic. Well, right? That is certainly how it could be spun. And that puts a lot of fear into people. But that's when they have the actual numbers. Or another thing was, you know, during the holidays, um, home sales are down. Well, during the holidays, home sales are always down. Everything's so, down. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's putting things into context and having people that you can truly trust and ask these kinds of questions to to get the real information. Okay. And with that, we are going to our next commercial break. But stay tuned to Welcome Home Radio, 940 KYNO. Well, welcome back to Welcome Home Radio. This is Don Scordino, your host. Here in the studio, we have Sarah Tafoya of Gold Standard Mortgage and Damon Jimenez of Optimal Coverage. And uh, during the show, we've been talking about down payment assistance. We've been talking about life insurance. And I have to admit, I love the job I have here as a host because I get to ask these questions and learn a lot. But, but here's one more thing I want to learn about. Life insurance uh, also has living benefits. Yes. Because I heard you say that earlier. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tell us about that. I, I need to learn more about so, that. Yeah, and, and I almost forgot. So earlier you said life changes and having a savings account. Um, I, I always want people to know that it's not called, it's called life insurance because you're supposed to use it while you're alive. That's what it was actually intended for. Um, I always tell people that's why it's not called death insurance. That sounds terrible. And, you know, people always say, well, I, I'm going to get this, but I can only use it when I pass away. I say, no, not really. And especially for new homeowners, this is really big. Uh, most, not all, most, well, not most, about, uh, about six or seven life insurance carriers out of there, out of hundreds, they have what are called living benefits. 
you can kind of think of it as like a long-term care rider that doesn't cost anything. It's just included in your, your coverage. So basically what that means is, you know, because we all know that one out of three people are going to get cancer, one out of four are having a heart attack or a stroke. And the biggest reason actually um, for, for foreclosures just in California is medical debt. And one out of 12 people are going to, one out of 12 people are going to, their house may foreclose halfway through their 30 year mortgage. Um, and, you know, I mean, that's not trying to be morbid, nothing salesy. You can Google it. They're, they're pretty crazy numbers. And so with life insurance, you can, if you have, for example, a chronic, critical, or terminal illness, heart attacks, strokes, different types of cancer, um, uh, certain disabilities, can't bathe, eat, walk, dress yourself. If you have two out of six daily living activities that you can't do, you can tap into your life insurance while you're alive from 20 up to 100% for terminal illnesses. So $500,000 policy, have a stroke, something major happens, a little bit disabled, or even an accident. I mean, you're talking 30, 50, hundreds of thousands of dollars that you can tap into. You can tap into the death benefit while you're alive. Um, some companies even offer critical injury for, you know, I use that one a lot with police officers and firefighters um, for burns, head trauma, you know, you roll your car or get burned in an accident. And even a few care or the only one carrier out there even offers like ungodly event coverage. So if you are misplaced because your home burns down or there's an earthquake, some companies will even pay you a couple hundred dollars a day to go stay at a hotel or it's kind of like a family plan for ungodly, unforeseen events. So I always want to remind people that getting the right company is a big deal. And, and, they're, and they're not much more expensive than you, you know, than anything else you would see. But there's just regular life insurance for death benefit. And for $6 more, uh, you can get full living benefits, which is a nice, I, I, once a year I get a call. Hey, I remember you mentioned this, husband had a stroke, someone got injured, you know, my, my husband's off, a firefighter, he's, you know, in the hospital, he's burned. We get the we get the doctor's notes. We send a note in, and you know they write the check for you. And so that's a rather than tapping into your savings account, you can pay the mortgage with your life insurance money, which which can be a huge lifesaver. Yeah, I can see that. So is that with any term life policy that you can get this living benefit, or is it a certain type? There's of only a few carriers um, that that carry that, where they have all three: chronic, critical, and terminal. And there's only one company who's actually one of the oldest companies in the country that offers critical injury as well. So not, you know, some companies just are death benefit, but if you want to pay an extra six, $7, um, you can get a living benefit company, which is, which can be a game changer. Yeah, boy, I would think so. Um, all right. Earlier in the show, Sarah, you mentioned something about your team and mm -hmm. I, you were referring to the client. Uh, assembling a team. Um, tell us what you mean by that. Well, so when you want to buy a house, the first two people you're probably going to talk to are a realtor and a lender. And, um, you know, there's, there's tons of realtors and lenders out there in the world. And so I just really feel like you have to talk to at least a few to make sure you find people that you truly trust and you feel like you can communicate with, that you can be open and honest with, because there might be some 
challenging conversations that come along, you know, during the path of homeownership. Um, so you want to talk to a few people, you want to get some referrals, or and and whoever you end up working with, you just want to feel like they have your best interest at heart and they're going to work for you. Um, I know we mentioned earlier, um, you know, it can be easy to feel like someone's just trying to sell you. Um, and a lot of people out there have, you know, some distrust of, of banks or whatever. You know, you're giving people your financial information. So, again, you just you want to make sure the people that you're working with, you feel like they're solid, they're trustworthy and that they have your best interest at heart. Yeah. And I'm going to back you up on that as a realtor. It is so good, so helpful in the in the escrow to know that, uh, to be able to communicate with the lender. Mm -hmm. And if that lender knows you and respects you uh, and will communicate back so you can disseminate that information to all parties, uh, you know, the seller has a right to know what's going on on the lending side without breaking any confidentialities, but at least know the status. Hey, we're going into underwriting. We need a couple of days. Right. That's relieving Mm -hmm. to, to the seller. Yeah. To know, okay, I'll, I'll need to put my excitement on hold for a couple of days. Yeah, <laughs> you definitely want some transparency there. In fact, I saw, I remember about two months ago, um, there was a counter offer that uh, the buyer I was working with um, accepted. And I thought it was very interesting because what the seller had written in there was full transparency and communication with the lender as one of their conditions in the counter offer. And when I saw that, I just thought, shouldn't that be there anyways? I mean, that's that. Yes, that should be a given. But obviously that either that seller or their agent had a bad experience at some point in which it made them feel like they needed to include that in there. So I was happy to be I mean, I called him up right away and was like, hey, this is my number. You can call me or text me or email me at any time. So, you know, um, and it's always good when you leave people feeling like, okay, yeah, this was a good, uh, you know, deal Mm. for everybody with good communication all along the way. Or the funny one, too, is when there's that disconnect, you got the lender who's back east. Mm-hmm. And so they call you at five o'clock in the morning expecting mm-hmm. you to answer. Yeah. And uh, lazy bum that I am, I don't answer at five in the morning. <laughs> yeah. It, 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 and then your lunch hours don't coincide. And then, of course, they're off work by two o'clock our time. It, it's just a disconnect. Mm-hmm. It is. And I think we talk a lot about this. I know, I mean, the importance of working with local people. Um, and, you know, not everybody has the same preference. There's a lot of people that don't necessarily feel like they need to be face to face with you anymore, but they want to be able to text you or call you when they're awake mm-hmm. and know that you're awake, too. Um, so, you know, I think that's part of it, too, making sure your team matches your personality whether it's somebody that wants to be in person with you all the time or wants to be able to do everything online or is a big texter whatever it may be so you want to find that good match for you when you're looking for your team i'll give you another example um, of knowing your team um i've used the same termite company for a long time and (laughs) i've noticed that uh every job or or as they go through and line item any repair that needs to be done seems like their minimum is a hundred dollars even though it's like come on that can't take more than five minutes to do why is it a hundred dollars well because i know them and we have a good team assembled i'm able to say 
we can get it a lot cheaper if we do the whole project. That they, but a lot of times on a termite report, they we uh, maybe the buyer seller only elects to do item seven. Right. Well, they for a hundred bucks, they got to pay themselves to come all the way out there, mm-hmm. even though it only takes them ten minutes. Yeah. Mm. But it's still their time yeah. and services. But if we bundle it, kind of like insurance, if we bundle it, it's going to save money. Um, all right. And here's another one for putting it together locally. Um, we're keeping our money locally. Mm-hmm. Very important nowadays. Yeah. Keep yeah. the local signs everywhere. <laughs> yeah. I mean, why send your money to uh, North Carolina? Mm-hmm. Uh, when it can stay here. So, um, we've got right. great resources here too in Fresno. If you look yeah. around, I mean, you don't have to go to another state or whatever it might be. Yeah, that's right. We got good insurance agents, r- real estate agents, loan agents, all right here. Believe it mm-hmm. or not, Fresno County. Central who who would have thunk it? <laughs> <laughs> hey, um, okay, what's, Damon, I want to start with you in one minute or less. Give us, what do you want our uh, listeners to remember most about today's show? Uh, I would say to the listeners, protect your assets, you know, especially while you're young and you're growing and and the future is not guaranteed with the economy and the way things might be going. Protect your assets, protect your loved ones, protect everything you've worked for. You know, like I said earlier, we get car insurance, we get dental insurance. You got, you have to protect all of it. Um, it's called life insurance, not death insurance. You can use it while you're alive. And, and it's very flexible. It's not as expensive as people think. And um, I just want people to, you know, if, if they have any questions, it can be confusing. Like, like we were just saying a minute ago, find a good team, you know, someone that can shop around and, um, and really protect the ones that depend on you because GoFundMe is never a plan. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Thank you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, what do you want our listeners to remember most about today's show? So as I said earlier, there's always more than one option and you should know your options. So like I said, we always hear these things. There's one thing in the media. If you don't qualify for that, it is okay. There are more than one, there's more than one option available. There always is. Having said that, you need to meet with a couple of lenders and ask them, what are my options? And keep digging until you find them. But having said that, As the buyer, you may have to do some work to be in a position to buy a home. And the two biggest things are probably your savings or your credit score. So if you truly want to buy a home, there are options for you. But as the buyer, you also have to be serious about that road to home ownership. And do I need to save more? Do I need to work on my credit? Or what do I need to do to be able to buy that home? All right. Well, thank you. And I want to thank both of you for coming in today and helping our listeners and me understand your different industries um, that are all related to home buying. So I want to thank you, but I especially want to thank our listeners for tuning in. We'll be back again next Saturday. We'll see you.